Welcome to the Hyper Fast Show, where we believe unlimited growth in business and life is created by surrounding yourself with people who have been where you are going. Learning from others allows you to compress time and grow hyper fast. And now, here are your hosts, Kerry Shaw and Dan Lesniak. Kerry and Dan are real estate developers, best-selling authors, billion-dollar agents, and million-dollar agent makers. And now, get ready to grow hyper fast. Welcome to the Hyper Fast Show. In today's episode, we come to you from the Hyper Fast Sales Summit, where a group of local panelists share their tips for growing your business hyper fast and living your best life. We hope you enjoy. Our first panelist has been buying and flipping homes in D.C. for almost 15 years. He sold $118 million in real estate last year. Please help me welcome Rob Chavez. Let him hear it, folks. Rob Chavez. Yeah. Our next panelist is an award-winning DC realtor and recipient of Realtors Magazine's 30 Under 30. Give it up for Barack Sky. Welcome. Next panelist's team has been the number one Keller Williams team in the Philadelphia area since 2014 and is the number one brokerage by volume in Philadelphia. Please help me welcome Noah Ostroff. All right, come on, stay with me, folks. Let's let him hear it. Let Noah. Woo! And finally, she's a lifelong Virginian and the youngest elected official in Loudoun County's history. She has helped over 700 families during her real estate career. Give it up for Karen Cooper. And finally, you all know her. You saw her in a lot of slides on the, on the webinar. Give it up for your co-host, Carrie Show. Hey, guys. Well, I am super pumped because we have so much talent on the stage right now. And we're going to kick off this panel by focusing on Noah, because he needs to catch a train back to Philly. So Noah has built multiple huge businesses, and we're going to talk today a little bit about how he has created a life, I will say, worth living. Is that fair? That's a pretty good definition. Yeah. So tell us about how you prioritize. Because how many of you guys sometimes feel like it's a little bit hopeless and you run a little ragged? Anybody? Oh, two of you. Liars, again. So Noah, talk to us a little bit about how you set up your life so it's by design. All right. So my, I set it up kind of the opposite of everybody else. I figure out what kind of experiences I want to have, what kind of travel I want to do, what kind of fun things I want to do, um, how, you know, what makes me happy. And in between all that stuff, then I figure out how to sell real estate and do business. <laughs> so I kind of flip it around. That's awesome. I love it. Fun fact, Noah and I went on semester at sea together in college. That's true. So he has always... I'll tell you guys stories afterwards. <laughs> And with that mindset, you've still managed to grow an incredible team, a huge brokerage that's number one in Philadelphia. So how have you managed to have that kind of success while focusing on balance? So, you know, because I'm pretty clear on the life that I want to have, all my business decisions are set up around 
that to accomplish that. So, you know, starting from early on in my career, I knew that I wanted to be home at six o'clock to have dinner with my family, not to work on the weekend so I could spend time with the kids. So I knew early on in my career, if I wanted to control my time, I had to become more of a listing agent, right? Because when you're a listing agent, you can control your time a little bit more than if you solely focus on buyers. So that was the first step in the process. Um, Second step was being more purposeful about my time and letting people know when I was available for appointments. So there were many times early on in my career where people would say, hey, can you take me out and show me a property at 7 o'clock on a Friday night? Or, hey, can you come uh, for a listing appointment on Saturday at whatever time? And, you know, like most new agents or most agents in, in the business, we would, the first thing we would say is, yes, we're so excited about getting that appointment. But I always remembered, you know, I, it was important for me to be home with my family. I understood what was important to me. So say, I'm sorry, I'm not available that time, but how about Wednesday at 3 o'clock or Friday at 2 o'clock, right? And I would say most of the time, the people were willing to accommodate that. Did I lose business along the way? I probably did sometime along the way. But, you know, with every decision that you make and everything you, every time you say yes to something, you're saying no to something else. And I knew what was important for me to say yes to. So that was the first step in the process. Then I understood long-term what was important to me. And what was important to me long-term was freedom, right? Freedom to be able to, if I wanted to one day take a month off from my business uh, and go travel, which is what I really love to do, um, I wanted to make sure that I was setting up all my businesses that I would be able to do those things. So if I wanted to go away and take a weekend off or a month off or whatever whatever it was, I would able, be able to do that and still have uh, the business run without me. So, you know, by a quick show of hands, how many people can go away for the week and their business still produces at the same level without them? I can't see you guys, so I'll just, I see you a You have couple. to raise your hands really high. So that's not that many people, right? So not that many people can go away without their business running without them. Another question I like to ask is, how many of you, if you stop selling real estate today, still have enough money coming in to cover your personal expenses? Okay, not a lot of you as well. So these were the questions that I would ask myself, and this is how I would set up my business. Number one, how do I set my businesses up so that I can go away and they run without me? So none of my businesses anymore, I'm the day-to-day person. And again, that didn't happen overnight. And the other question is, how do you set up your life, the life by design, that when you do choose to go away or when you want to go on vacation or take a week off or even a day off, right? Some of us can't even take a day off without, you know, feeling like we have to be attached to our business. How do you, how do, you do that? So that, that took me through my wealth building journey and understanding, you know, what wealth was to me is having $1 more of passive income than you have in personal expenses. So you can fund that life by design. So that, that, that began my, my journey, my process of um, how I wanted to set up my businesses. So for me, the way my, you know, high level, how my businesses are set up is the brokerage, uh, the brokerage and the sales team are the, the jobs, if you will. That's what I come in and I do every day. And that's like, come to the office every day to focus on that. And then from there, I have a development business, which is where, you know, you sort of make the, the big chunks of money and from that, you roll that money into the long-term wealth building stuff, which is the end game for me, which is the rental properties, the passive income, the investments into businesses. So, so all of the first two steps are, are um, set up so that I can take the money that I'm, that I'm earning and investing it into the long-term stuff, which is going to create that passive income, that wealth building stuff, so that one day, 
in 10 years or whatever amount of years when my kids are all in college that I can decide to take more time off or work because I want to work. And you still have enough passive income coming in to fund that perfect life that you want to do. So, and this does not happen overnight. The first step is, is just making the decision that that's what you want to do, that you don't want to just wake up every day and just kind of grinding and working every day, but you're actually working towards something. And then it's just every week, every day, every month, just chipping away at that goal. Maybe it's buying an investment property this year. Maybe it's next year buying a couple. And then every year, just chipping away at that goal. So if you say, just for example, say, in 10 years, I want to have $100,000 of passive income coming in. Just make up whatever number. Maybe you say a million. Maybe you say 10,000, whatever your number is. And I want to do that in 10 years. So if, if you say, I want to make $100,000 of passive income in 10 years, that means every year you need to be chipping away at like $10,000 a year and 10000 Then over the course of 10 years, then you finally hit your goal. But you have to be purposeful about it, and you have to remember the reasons why you're doing what you do. So... Does that answer your question? Absolutely. <laughs> that was super helpful. So I know you need to go, but if there were one tip, you've helped hundreds of agents grow their businesses. If there were one tip that you would give to everyone in the room, whether it's about business, life, wealth, what would it be? Wow, there's so many things I can say. The theme that I've been seeing lately, and you know, maybe this is not the, the answer, the typical answer you'd be looking for. But the one thing I would say, especially, you know, all the people in this room that are here today to, to get more out of their businesses, to get more out of their lives. I mean, you're here to improve yourself, to improve your business, or maybe Carrie forced you to be here. One way or the other, you're still here, and you want to do better for yourselves. Um, but what I would say is be honest with yourselves and, and stop lying to yourselves and coming up with excuses why you can't do something. Um, Stop pretending that you're doing everything it takes, but you're not getting the results. This business is very, very simple. You heard a lot of really uh, successful people in this room talk about you know, what it takes today, and it's really getting in front of as many people as you can on a daily basis. If you're not meeting with, if your schedule is not filled with people, this is a face-to-face, belly-to-belly business. If, you're, if your schedule is not filled every single day with appointments, whether it's just a casual appointment, a networking event, a listing appointment, a buyer appointment, whatever it is, if you're not meeting with enough people and you're not getting the results that you want, it's because you're not doing the right things. So my advice would be is, is be honest with yourself and actually do all the things that you're pretending like you're doing. <laughs> and, you know, stop paying attention to everybody on social media and Facebook and Instagram that look like they're doing all the right things and living these perfect, perfect lives because it's probably not all real. You know, just focus on yourself and do the things that you're supposed to be doing. If you want to go run a, a, a marathon, you know, there's steps along the way that you have to take to get there. If you want to have a $100 million business, there's steps along the way that you have to take to get there. And you just every single day, just chip away at those things and realize that this is a process and not an event. And if you follow the process and keep chipping away at it, eventually you're going to get to the goal that you want to get to. But you have to be honest with yourself about it. Amazing advice. Thank you. So Karen, yes. you guys are going to be astounded by this. Has anyone ever heard of a listing agent getting 93% conversion? Show of hands. None. Okay, perfect. Then I'm not alone. 
So 93% conversion on listing appointments. Yes. Can you share some tips about how you're doing that? Absolutely. So um, I trained as a listing specialist. That was my interview. Then I don't want to plant that seed. But I will um, ask a few questions to try to figure out whether or not I am going to be competing. If I find out that I am, I ask very specifically who they're also they're interviewing. Because then I want to come prepared to that appointment with stats for myself and for the other agent. I'm not going to shy away from that. Um, and then when I get to the appointment, I always bring some Thing with me. So I got this from my business partner, Vicki. I bring a pie. Um, and if not a pie, maybe a little plant or something. And it's just, it's a show of hospitality. It's a show of respect. But I have also learned that based on how they receive that gift from me, I can tell immediately how the appointment is going to go. And the appointments that I have gone on where they have received it awkwardly, I have never gotten the listing. So it's a little insight. Wow. Yeah. Okay, that's awesome. How many of you guys make the phone call before you go on the listing appointment? Show of hands. Probably about 10%. Awesome. Yeah. Great Thank advice. You. Thank you. All right, Barack. How many of you guys have seen Barack's videos? Quite a few of you. If you haven't, you have to check them out. So let's talk a little bit about what your team is doing with video and how it's impacted your business. Sure. So we're doing a lot with video. We're starting to see the impact of it now. Uh, we've and how had, long have you been doing it? Pro, like at the scale we're doing it, that we are now, like maybe a year, a year, 12 months. Okay. So we have a videographer and producer on retainer, and uh, we pay a monthly fee for them, and we have a brainstorming session every month. The first week of that month, we plan out the, the filming for that for the following month, and uh, we really try to do things that are not focused on uh, listings at all. It's all about our culture, being part of the family, and also just content is going to stop someone from scrolling and watch the video and then dig deeper into who we are. So, and that's really been helping a lot. So, you know, for me, it's like uh, the new version of a full-page magazine ad in your local magazine, but just on steroids and with trackable data. And we have like, you know, we'll be walking into a restaurant or I was at the Apple store in Bethesda the other day and people actually will stop and say, I think I've I think I see yourself on Instagram. Are you, are you Barack? And I'm like, yeah, it's working. Local celebrity. Yeah. Like jack up the. We heard the, you have to be someone. Yeah, the spend, just push that spend button way up. So it's working a lot. And that's what, it's like a blanket marketing piece, right? Just like what you do with magazine ads and print material. Just keep hitting the same data set that we created uh, with new video content. Um, it's working. It's, it's really amazing. And it's also like really fun and we feel like nobody else is doing it the way that we're doing it. So it yeah. feels like we're doing something different. Absolutely. And you guys have funny videos that Some are sometimes... Videos. Billy Jean uses a acronym. He says, do not be B-A-F, boring as the F word. <laughs> if you were here last year, you met Billy. Barack is the opposite of that, right? It's always interesting. People are always like, what's he up to now, right? Yeah. Awesome. That's no, great. Fantastic. All right, Rob. So you have built your business. You started out flipping homes. Can you That's talk right. about the transition from flipping homes into building this massive team and how you've done it? Sure. So much like Noah, I started thinking about what did I want my wealth journey to look like? When I, I left the recruiting business, I was an executive recruiter placing technical salespeople uh, with my best friend. I did that for seven years. And the problem with that business was that every month we started at zero, very similar to being a real estate agent. And so very quickly, I decided I need to buy assets so that those assets over time 
pay me uh, passive income. And, and so I started flipping a lot of houses. Like I, I, I sold out of that recruiting business um, with my partner and I, I went into 2005, right? Everybody remember 2005, the, the height of buying and fixing and flipping homes. But I soon, I, I realized, you know, the market here is changing and I, flipping homes is just earned income. It's just active income. I need to be on the other side of the equation. I need to be buying assets to pay me back over time. And so I, I went on a journey of buying apartment buildings, duplexes, triplexes, and, and I knew that um, I also had to make earned income along the way, my job income along the way. So I started buying and selling these duplexes to other investors and then managing those properties for them. But I was doing it in a market that was two hours away from where I lived, right? We, at the time, our little one was two years old, and we were doing all this. We're hauling her back, back and forth. My office was Chick-fil-A, making phone calls, <laughs> dealing with motivated sellers. And I looked up in 2007. I'm like, there's got to be a better way. You know, our average profit on those deals was around uh, $17,000 because it was a small submarket. So there was a lot of risk associated with turning those properties. And I learned a lot. I learned how to borrow money and how to... Uh, how to do wholesaling and how to, how to do creative financing along the way. But I realized I missed dealing with my network, uh, which was how I built my business before. And I had a good friend of mine that was a developer in Arlington. And I'd gotten my license purely by accident, purely just to get the referral free for a, all the motivated seller leads that I was getting. And I was hoping that I would get back a referral free. And um, this developer approached me and said, listen, I'm having problems selling this $1.7 million home in Arlington. Uh, can you help me? And I said, sure, we'll do it. Yes, please. Yes. <laughs> and and uh, I ended up selling that property in 30 days. I made great money. I got the deal with a friend. And I was like, I want to do more of this. This was a lot of fun. And so we switched our model from, you know, renovating 20, 25 homes a year and I remember thinking, I just, what if I just bought, sold 20 homes a year as a realtor? And then I would still continue to buy for my portfolio, buy two or three properties. And so that was the journey I was on. And then I started meeting people that just got me to think bigger. Why not sell 100 homes? Why not sell 200 homes? Why not sell 700 homes, right? And so the journey has just been one of, of, of expanding my mind. And all along the way, I'm passionate about helping the real estate entrepreneur build wealth, like I consider you all real estate entrepreneurs, we're kindred spirits, right? Building wealth along the way, and, and that's why I started Grid, so. Awesome, I'm gonna ask you another question now if that's okay. Sure, sure, sure. Still in the show. You created Grid, yep. can you share, so a lot of you think about your fellow agents and you see it as competition, right? Rob talked earlier. He actually has a program that we as a team buy into because it's incredible content and helps us get investor clients. So now you've kind of changed the model on how people can attract investors. Can you just share a little, because of your background, you have this wealth of knowledge and how someone like me can leverage that or other people, whether you're from this market or others, there's a real opportunity here that's plug and play. So talk just a little bit about how Grid works. So when I, 
started thinking about how do I want to build my business, I, I realized I needed to attract people. I, there was only so many people that I, so many doors I could knock on, so many phone calls I could make. But I felt that I had something of value to teach when it came to helping people understand how to buy, sell, and invest in real estate, the full life cycle of the business. Can I'd been, I, my wife and I, it, we'd been doing it for about eight years at the time. And so I, I, I started with running an investment class, essentially, and I, I developed a curriculum to help really kind of empower other people to do what we were doing. Nobody was selling anything in the back of the room. It was 100% content. And what I realized was that maybe 20 or 30% of the room were other realtors. And I never believe in competition. I believe in co-opetition, right? That's always how I felt about it. It's such a big world out there. So I'm willing to share and tell you exactly how I do the business. And by doing that, what I found was that over time, people joined my team, uh, people started giving me listings, started giving me buyers, I started raising capital. And I was like, wow, this is, the, you know, it's everything that Gary Vee talks about, right? I remember when I first started listening to Gary Vee, I was like, yeah, that's, that's what we do. That's what, that's what grid is. So what happened was people started asking us to set up other networks in other parts of the DMV. So first it was Haymarket, then it was Baltimore, then it was Upper Marlboro, then it was Falls Church, so Arlington, different places. Then it was Arlington. Yeah. <laughs> and so what I found was that there, there, there was plenty of room for all of us. We just de developed the platform to allow other investor agents that are on the path of wealth building and giving a platform to be able to do that, a voice and a structure. And it's been super rewarding from just being able to, you know, work with people like you and um, just rewarding and helping our community build wealth in the process, right? It's like, how do you elevate yourself from all the noise that's out there? There's lots of realtors that are out there, but if you're helping people build wealth in their life, you're helping them send their kids to college, if you're helping them be a little bit smarter with their money, like, that's powerful, right? And so that's what we do. Short. Love it. It's awesome. All right, Brock. Nice. You have learned how to attract not only clients, but also team members. So talk to us a little bit about recruiting and leadership on your team. Sure. So the videos help with that, too. Those videos are for everybody, clients and agents, uh, agents to be part of like the family and the culture that we've created. We're still relatively small with eight agents, and it's been, you know, a a tool that brings people to us, and then we meet with them and see if it's going to be a good fit, and we'll do a 90-day trial, you know, to see if this is going to be a culture fit and our visions are aligned. And after 90 days, if it's not working out on either end, it's just like parting of the ways, you know. No one feels too, too bad about it, but it's been great. We've been growing really slowly. We're not advertising for agents, so when the phone rings, we always take the appointment, and we'll meet, and we'll see if things uh, work out, and I have a business partner now from, from all of this, Anna. I think she's in the room somewhere. And um, she's been really great about onboarding agents as we bring them on and, and showing them the way of like, how we do things and what's expected of everybody. And um, it's, it's been great, yeah. What do you think is the biggest key to creating a culture? We've talked about this. Yeah. That feels like a family and that leads to an environment where your agents really want to be. Sure. So... We don't really focus so much on volume and production. We focus more on being a part of the family, and we, you know, 
care about each other, we travel together, we do events together, and showing that you care, you know, the culture almost, like, makes everybody more successful. You know, even if they're having a tough year, you know, we don't, like, penalize anybody for that. But uh, I feel like, you know, we've lost one person, and when he left, he wasn't, like, a huge producer, but it hurt, like, you know, it was, like, someone from the family left us. Um, (laughs) You know, he adds, like, an it factor. Everybody has an it factor to the team, and it's hard to say, oh, just because you produce, you know, 10 million a year, that someone producing three million a year provides less to the team. We don't look at it like that. We look at it like, well, you know, they provide help when someone's down. You know, we look at it much more from an angle of like how the personalities help each other and and grow everybody's business and the culture and the vibe of the whole team. Love it. It's awesome. All right, Karen, mama of three boys. Yes. Any mamas out there want to learn a little bit about how she balances it all? So share with us, how do you handle balancing kids and work? So I know you talk a lot about this. Um, It is all about the boundaries, and Noah alluded to this a little bit. Um, You know, I've held multiple different positions in my career. I've been on a a Rainmaker team. I've been an individual agent. I've been a a broker and now a team owner. And so um, every level has a new devil, and that happens with kids too. (laughs) I love that saying. And, you know, my kids are a little older now. They're 15, 13, and 10. They all have been born since I've been in business. And so... For me, one of the most important thing is figuring out what my non-negotiables are. What is the thing that is most important to me? So one of the things for my family that's really important is we value dinner together. We value everybody sitting down at the table and having dinner together, which is actually even harder now with sports and things, but we prioritize that. And so when I have been busy in the field with sales, one of the things that I did is I would not miss dinner at home two nights in a row. So, you know, you know how the job is. It's evenings, it's weekends. And so if I miss dinner one night or if I miss tucking my kids into bed one night, then I would make sure that I did not miss it the next night. Um, so it's just having those, those priorities and boundaries is so important. Um, something that Noah alluded to, I never, ever will say to someone, well, when would you like to see the house or when would you like me to come over? Because that is, you know, they're going to pick the time that doesn't work. So right? open-ended. I, yes, oh, whenever. Um, so you always, well, great, I can meet with you tomorrow at 10 or, or you know, Tuesday at 3. What's better for you? And, and so just managing your schedule like that, knowing what's important to you, um, don't be afraid to ask for help. That is the big one. That one ha- that has been hard for me over the years. Yeah, you know, I'm, I say I'm a kind of a recovering control freak a little bit, but you know, anyone whether- else relate to that just a little bit? Yeah. Uh, so, but it, it, there's hope for us all. But there um, is. But uh, you know, getting that help and asking for it is is really critical. And in addition to your real estate business and the kids, you also do empowering women in real estate. So share with us a little bit about that group and how it, how it works. Sure. So five years ago, um, I started a group called Empowering Women in Real Estate. Um, we started out on Facebook. One of the things that I have learned in this business is that there's kind of two things that every agent struggles with. One is direction. We kind of have a lack of direction. What do I do next? And the other one is kind of a feeling of loneliness and isolation. And so um, what I wanted to do is I wanted to build a community for women in the business who could, um, then we would have a place to connect. And we've really grown. Now we have over 10,000 members in the group. Amazing. We have um, 16 or 17 cities across the country that meet for meetups once a month. Um, I now do a coaching and marketing system through the group. And so it's really grown and evolved and it's, it's become a passion project for me. 
That's amazing. And is, what cities are you in, just so everyone out here knows? Um, so a lot of our stuff is on the East Coast. Um, we meet in D.C., we meet in Frederick, Maryland, we meet in Leesburg, we meet in uh, Columbus, Ohio. We have a group that meets in California. So there's, yeah, there's somebody in Arizona. There's, there's quite a few. Amazing. Yeah, it's great. And if someone wants to find you, what's your handle online? Um, so on Instagram, I'm karen.w.cooper. Um, but you, the easiest way is just to go to the group and search for Empowering Women in Real Estate on Facebook. Amazing. Well, guys, you know the drill here at the Hyperfast Sales Summit. Let's give it up for our panel. Are you a new real estate agent struggling to get your business off the ground? Or an experienced agent looking to get to the next level? Or something in between? Dan and Carrie have created an inner circle specifically designed to help you. In the inner circle, you'll get weekly training videos, access to interviews from top agents around the country, and the chance for direct access to billion dollar agents, Carrie and Dan. You will have access to the same systems they use to train their team of $250,000 earning agents. Sign up now for a free trial period by going to hyperfasttrial.com or innercircletrial.com. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Hyperfast Show. Subscribe to us if you want to make sure you get the latest and greatest Hyperfast shows. And remember, we love reviews. Reviews help us bring better and better guests and improve our shows. So give us the good, the bad, and the ugly. We hope you enjoyed the show, and we will see you next time.